Not long ago, in a far-off corner of a place called the Internet, a revolution was born. Forged in the fires of common experience, the survivors of a mysterious movie known only as A Talking Cat came together. Their purpose, to dissect this fascinating failure of a film and broadcast their findings through the cosmos in hopes that future generations might learn from their mistakes. Some would call them heroes, others would call them mad, but despite the grueling road ahead of them, the group would take up the Sisyphean task and become a talking cast? Are they adventurers, sinner as a savior's or Are they demented, love the punishments, I can't be sure But one thing I do know is that the mission here to force To make your life so hard that you'll be pissing on your kitchen floor Hello everybody and welcome back to A Talking Cast The A Talking Cat podcast that nobody asked for But we are going to bring to you anyways because we're such giving folks I'm your host, Brian Vaughn, and with me again is Zach Powers. Hey, Brian. Thanks for having me back on. Pleasure to have you back on here. Doing episode 55, which yeah. is uh, minutes 5401 to 55. And this minute here, we just came off uh, the previous minute, uh, which was uh, kind of a porny vibe. Uh, between mm-hmm. Phil and Susan, which a lot of this movie, if you look at it from an outsider perspective, a lot of the dialogue between two characters, you know, male, female, male, male, mm-hmm. whatever the case may be, they have a, a really, really kind of porny vibe to it, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know if it's just me. It, it feels like they're, they're, they're setting up a, a porn pornographic movie in many of the dialogues yeah um some more than others but for sure that's a consistent thing and i think it might just have to do with uh the overall quality of the writing being approximately that of of a porno of, of a porno where i mean in a porno's defense most people don't watch it for a script reasons right patty chayevsky did not go far in the porn field for a reason Exactly. But uh, I don't know. I don't know if they didn't quite understand how people talked or if they didn't care. Or maybe they themselves, maybe the director himself had watched too much porn, which is, I think, a possibility. That could be it, because either they watch too much porn or they do not know how people talk, actually, because this is not how people actually talk. Yeah, maybe his original vision was, I'm going to make a porn film, but for kids. Yeah, I mean, think about it. Porn sells? Children's <laughs> movies always do well. Combine the two, you're going to have a blockbuster. So here we have, in this minute, uh, uh, Phil gets recognized as a computer coder. Which, who recognizes a computer coder? You don't walk up to well, someone and go... I, I actually am going to take the opposite track of you on this. I think she should have recognized him quicker. Because <laughs> Tina has just spent a good two or three minutes staring at his picture on her computer. True. I forgot if I'm about that scene. Mistaken. Yes, she was definitely stalking him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, her, his visage should be burned into her brain. Yeah, and she and she was kind of late on that. She's kind of like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Your Bill? Yeah. She asked his name and all this other information. Her mom in the previous scene introduces him as Phil, and then a mm-hmm. whole minute later, she goes, "Wait, your name is Phil? Phil Barber?" So she's not very good. I mean, uh, when it comes to sociopaths like Tina, who have no remorse for other human beings. Uh, I think they can't recognize other people's faces just like they can't recognize emotion. Right. So maybe that's part of the problem here. She's, she, she pretty much is a sociopath, I think. I mean, she's, she's pretty oh, yeah. disturbed. She just cares about money and will step on anyone, but she has that facade like, oh, look at me, I'm super sweet. This minute displays her sociopathy very well because Susan is clearly having some kind of mental breakdown <laughs> over these cheese puffs. And... 
Tina is having none of it. Yeah, yeah. She does not want anything to do with it. The mom actually asked for help. Um, and apparently that kitchen is not big enough to accommodate two batches of cheese puffs. I mean, Another problem with her being a professional <laughs> catering company. Her kitchen is insanely small. And and the kitchen really isn't that small. To look When you look at it, how big are these batches? I mean, are these batches of 800? And shouldn't she be using an industrial size mixer if it's that big of a batch? I mean, you don't see any computer uh, cooking equipment at all. No, no, not really. I mean, you uh, see a stove. Maybe that's why she uses the cheese puffs. Maybe, I mean, listen, Susan's mental stability is not the greatest. <laughs> Maybe she's just throwing some cheese on like some biscuits and shove yeah, it in the oven. Maybe it's the simplicity. Exactly. And be like, oh, well, this is cute. We kind of feel bad for her. We're just going to call Susan's Pantry Cooking. Country <laughs> Catering Company? Susan's Pantry Country Catering. Yeah, which the, is the uh, SPCCC. Uh, Phil, uh... You know, he, he plays the knight in shining armor here. He, he says, you know, you know, you can come over to my house and yep. you can, uh, you can cook the cheese puffs at my house because I think, I think I have two ovens. Listen, I, I don't know, uh, if you know about the lives these, uh, rich people up on, uh, Silicon Valley lead, but little things like how many ovens are in your house kind of go by the wayside when you're making billion dollar deals every day. You know what I mean? I don't have time to go inside my kitchen. I may have two ovens. I may have no oven. Who has time to keep track of that shit? Yeah, I mean, get it on lockdown, Phil. Come on, get together. I mean, this minute, to me, a lot of it is just dealing with the fallout of the previous minutes, because this is the sequence in which, uh, really, this is like the, the darkest moment of the yeah. film. In some ways, all of the cat's machinations are falling apart before his very eyes. Exactly. And, and a lot of, yeah, and a, kind of a weird kind of vibe, like I said, between Phil and Tina. Uh, he really wants to come by. And, and mm -hmm. Tina, she really wants to come by. Because she's seeing dollar signs. She she hears those cash registers ringing. She knows. She, she's seen his house. She knows he's got a really nice place. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, she jumps the opportunity. And then the mom, she says no, which is probably the most logical thing that's ever come out of Susan's sure. mouth. This Absolutely. entire film. I mean, she says, wait a minute. You know, you're not going to this stranger's house to make cheese puffs or whatever the hell you're going to do. So probably the... the Susan, you know, I mean, we give her a lot of crap, but, you know, that, that might have been the most logical thing she's actually yeah, ever said. She, she... I mean, whatever Tina's problems are, I think Susan has a different problem. Susan is like maybe like some kind of borderline personality disorder, but she's not, you know, a sociopath. She cares about her children. No. Yeah, she... Yeah. I think she likes uh, Trevor a little more because oh. he displays basic compassion and right. care for her. But yeah. she doesn't want, you know, some random crazy... And, and listen, Phil looks like he's probably <laughs> killed some people <laughs> for for his own... He definitely has a sex dungeon in his basement. Somewhere oh, yeah. in his place, he has just crazy, crazy stuff going on there. So The other thing about these cheese puffs is that she seems so intent on getting them because she feels like... I mean, I think they. she needs to get back to this event. Like, she's said that a number of times, so I don't know why she's at home at all at this point. Like, the event is going on. They need the cheese puffs. I need to make them batch by batch and then bring them over to this place in chafing dishes. She Well, like we said, I mean, her business model is, is it's probably... falling apart. I mean, she's losing money as we speak. And she definitely does not know what she's doing, so... Just the cheese puffs that fell on the ground probably represent, like, what, 40% of her total capital? Exactly. I mean, she's losing money. She's out half her, her product, so... 
her business is 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 falling apart right before our very eyes. I mean, everyone's world is collapsing right here. And of course, yeah. Uh, Phil is losing his shot at Susan. Susan, her business is going down the tubes in front of her eyes. Tina, Tina feels nothing. Uh, <laughs> Duffy, this second-rate Clarence from uh, It's a Wonderful Life. Right. <laughs> finally, all of what he's done. <laughs> is falling apart before his very eyes. All that hard work of bringing these two idiotic families together and zero payoff. Oh, there's hard times for Duffy too. Yeah, he's, you know, he can't just sit on the sidelines the whole time. But uh, yeah, I mean, ultimately what happens in the continuation of the minute, Phil leaves. Tina is forbidden to go over there. Um, If you think she's going to follow that, I mean, obviously not. She wants herself a piece of the fill train, and Tina is... does what Tina wants to do, and morals and guidelines be damned. Well, that's like any good sociopath. She is gonna figure something out, and she's she's gonna get what she wants. So she makes her way uh, out of the scene just as quickly as uh, Phil, because Susan basically tells Phil to leave. I mean, in his many words, she tells him to get the F out and, and, and then he leaves, he scampers off and that ends the scene right there. Genuinely apologetic. Yeah. Yeah. He was, uh, I mean, the last thing that happens is Susan tells Tina she needs to make some cheese puffs. And if not, she's, she's going to get grounded. You don't know. They tell her she's going to get grounded. So the stakes are there. They have raised the stakes. Oh, the stakes have been raised. And mm-hmm. Tina does not care. Tina be damned. She will do what she wants because Tina does what Tina wants. That is the, uh, the minute right there. I mean, Bill yep. storms off while well, he kind of ambled off. Sad, leaving very sad. Susan in the middle of her mental breakdown. Tina still thinking like uh, Patrick Bateman from American Psycho. And Duffy, Duffy doesn't know what he's going to do. Yeah, Duffy, well, Duffy does not know what's coming to him, but he's about to fall on some hard times. Thank you for listening to this uh, fine minute here of, of Cheese Puff. This is basically the, these past three, four minutes have not been nothing but Cheese Puff. Oh, yeah. The Cheese Puffs really are, I mean, I think more than anything, the symbol for uh, all the problems the characters face in this yes. movie. Yes, it, it all hinges. It's like... The watch in Die Hard that represents their distance that he holds on to at the end of the movie. That's what the cheese puffs are in this. Yeah. The symbol of, of all their problems. Thank you for uh, being on the show, Zach. Yep, thanks again. Do you have anything to add? I mean, I think we nailed it. <laughs> I think we got the minute done. Okay. All right. Well, I want to thank you guys for listening. If you uh, like what you heard here, you can like us on Facebook, go to facebook.com slash a talking cast, or you can follow us on Twitter at, at a talking cast. See ya. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Minute by minute. That's what they'll be diving in to shed some clarity on this hilariously failed attempt. So grab a friend and crack a beer with them and listen in. A talking cast is about to begin. It's a that was episode 55 of A Talking Cast. Your host was Brian Vaughn with guest Zach Powers. Edited by Darren Husted. Music by Casey Trimble. Voiceover by John Kovaleski. Artwork by Josh Hollis. Executive producers Sarah Cantor and Darren Husted. Copyright 2015. All rights reserved. This podcast is not affiliated with Rapid Heart Productions. A Talking Cat is owned by Rapid Heart Productions. No infringement is intended. For the memory of Charles Harris.